The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a Yid from New York who was supposed to go to do business in Illinois. He got on the road in the morning, but he got delayed by a lot of meetings and a lot of unexpected business involvement. And when he finally finished his asokin that he took care of, and he came to Illinois, it was already 12 o'clock at night. That was when he finished his business in the first city, it was 12 o'clock by night. So the guy decided he better get going. It's late enough. No. The guy's ready to go, and all of a sudden, the rain starts to come. It starts to pour rain. No. And it created a ikuf. It prevented him from going fast. The storm got stronger and stronger, and you couldn't see in front of your car. Mamish, too, too, too far. No. The guy was already getting tired, and he very scared that he could fall asleep while he's driving. When he comes to the first gas station, he stops his car, and he asks the guy in the station, is there any hotel in the place around here where you can get a room for the night? The guy tells him the closest one is 25 miles away. And I'm not sure I would tell you that that's a place you want to stay. 25 miles, the guy says. And... He decides whether the guy says yes, the guy says no. I don't think I can make it there. And there's no other hotel around, a motel. The guy said, nothing closer. I don't care, it's not a fancy thing. The guy said, in this place, there's nothing. But if you go behind the, the gas station, there is a old age home. Maybe they have an empty room, he said. Maybe you could go sleep there. No, the guy said, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't rent rooms. The kids said, the guy said, maybe I'll go try it out. So the fellow goes and knocks on the door. The guy opens the door for him. And he says to him, do you maybe have an empty room where I could spend the night till the morning? I'm pushing stuck on the road. And I have no ability to continue. So the guy said, you, make, you must make a mistake. This is not a motel or a hotel. We are a old age but I see the weather is terrible, so maybe we can put you up. Did you have an empty bed? He said, till two hours ago, we didn't have an empty bed. But two hours ago, one of the members of the place left this world. And now they put him downstairs in the morgue. So if you want, you can have his bed till 6 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, and then the cleaning crew comes, and they're going to clean up his room. If you want to sleep in a room with a guy who just died, be my guest, rest in peace. <laughs> the kitzer, he asked, what did the guy do, die from? <laughs> he said, did he have some kind of maybe contagious illness? I'm not sure it's worth it to me that I should sleep in this, in this guy's room. She said, no, the guy, the guy tells him he works in the hotel, and he works in his, but the others, he says, he didn't die from a contagious disease, and don't, don't worry about it. So the guy takes himself, he goes into the room, and the guy lays down in the bed of a dead person, and he falls asleep. 
Now, early in the morning, he gets up, he washes his hands, and he looks in the room around him. And he's surprised, because there's a little bookshelf, and on the bookshelf he sees Sfarim and Lashikaitish. And every one, he opened it up, said David Schwartz. David Schwartz. David Schwartz. No, what's, what's David Schwartz doing in an old age home with a bunch of Goyim? So he goes down to the lobby and he asks the guy. The guy who was there last night wasn't there anymore in the morning. So maybe he asked him, it was the guy who was lifted last night and I slept in his bed last night. Was he Jewish? They called him David Schwartz. He said, sure. Yes. No, what are you going to do with his body? He said, we give full service over here in this nursing home. And even after death, we take care of the body. We have a beautiful, nice base hakfaris that's attached to this ba- to the nurse- nursing home. And we're going to bury him over there. So you have a chalka for Yidin? He said, no, there's no chalakas. Everybody's the same over here. We're all equal. Everybody gets the same service. But the guy said, by us, a Jew gets buried in a Jewish plot, a Jewish lot. How can I, is there any way to bury Mr. Schwartz in a cave of Israel? I says, I just work here. Nine o'clock, the guy who runs the place will show up. You can talk to him. No, the guy didn't know. I realized that he can't go already. Another two and a half hours, he ain't leaving this place. He's going to be patient till nine o'clock. And afterwards, if I have a need... It'll be Michelle. It's it's a amazement. So I felt the guy out. Nine o'clock. The director of the Mesavis shows up, and his fellow tells him the whole stories that brought him to this place. And he said, "Can you give me a rishus to bury this nifter in a Jewish plot?" She so said, "Mr. David Schwartz had no family that could go against you." The director said, "I have no problem if you take care of his burial." If you're going to sign all the relevant papers over here, that you're taking him, you give, you take a chryas, and you don't ask me for any money. No. The guy decided he's going to do it, and he signed all the papers, and the Manal told him, you can take the body. It was a nice guy. The Manal said, he t- said to the, the Manal said to this guy, he was a very nice man, and they said goodbye to each other. They took, last night, when they put him in the morgue, they put him in a sack, like a plastic thing. Now they wrapped him up a little better and they stuck him into the car of this yid. No, he decided he better get home. So he's heading toward Brooklyn now. When he gets to New York, he turns to one of his friends, and he tells him about the guy that's carrying his car. He told him, I couldn't get a place. He came here, Mamish. And he, Mamish, is getting ready to get buried in his car, so going. So the friend said, I'm very sorry, but we don't have a lot of place to bury people. We can't give you a place to stop some guy who's not part of the kehillah, not part of nothing. Mm-hmm. But I happen to know that there's a chelka gedoyla that's in New York, the Avoisic Forest, that's made for people like this. They're called Potter's Field, the Jewish Potter's Field. Go to them, I'll give you a place. No, I don't waste the extra second. And he goes to the head of the Chavadisha, and he said, do you have a place for me? The guy said, we have a, we have a chalka that goes for people who don't have any family or anything. So, but I have to know the protim of the nifter. He said, I already had stories like this, that in order people want to cave it without payment, they, they present their family as if he has nobody around the world. No, no, I told him, don't worry about me. I'm not, I'm not the family of this guy. 
you, you know, and the guy thought maybe you're one of these guys. The kids here, the Rosh Hashanah Kaddisha called the, the nursing home place, and after a couple of minutes, he finished the conversation, and he turned to his yid, big smile. I want to ask Slicha that I suspected you. I got a gut. I found out all the protim, and we'll take care of the kfura for the guy as quickly as possible. No, this guy goes with the head of the Hebrew Kedisha. They go to the basic forest. And over there, they got some extra Anshi Hebrew Kedisha. They took him to the header of the Tahara. And the guy was waiting outside. No, suddenly from inside the header, he hears people shouting. And the two guys who were involved in the Tahara came running out. One of them was the head of the Hebrew Kedisha. He sat on a chair, breathing. And they said, you want a little water? They gave him some water to drink. And he got back to himself. He said, you're not going to believe this. I knew the name David Schwartz. I know that name. He used to work in the Grove. No, I'm just joking. I said, I know David Schwartz. But I didn't know, remember where I knew him from, he said. But when I saw his face, I remembered. That guy came to me 10 years ago. And he asked me, what happens to a yid that dies and he has no family to take care of him? He wanted to know who takes care of the kvura, who pays for it. I told him it's a serious problem. We try to make a collection for the guy. It's not so poshant. And a lot of times this guy ends up in being an ebuch and he covered a mace he gets and not so good. So that guy said to me, surprisingly, I want to pay right now for the kvura of some people who have no family. I'm going to give you up front an amount of money that should... Mm-hmm. Be for people don't have what you call, and then I'm going to send you more money, so that any time you find a guy it's in Iriyas, I have no family, and he Taka paid it up, Taka, he paid the full money, and b'schusam a number of people was zayicha to cover his I don't know how this year ever got to that basic forest that guy in town. I have no idea, but the yad hashkocha was amazing, unimaginable. You ended up sleeping in his bed. If he died, and the should get his, see his foreign, in order that Hashem should be able to pay him back for what he did for others, now Hashem arranged for him to get paid back. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.